Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here today with uh, Rob Henderson. Rob, how are you doing? Hey, good, Richard. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so we are um, here to talk about Blackbird, which is a uh, a TV series. Uh, what, what do they what do they call those things? It's like a it's like a limited series. So they had six episodes of this thing. It's not a what what do we what are they what do they call those things? I think it's a mini series. Would probably mini series. That's that's right. the word. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. a six uh, episode mini series. I didn't know it was a mini series. I got to f- episode five. And I'm like, oh, this is wrapping up pretty quickly. I thought it was going to be a full season and then continue. And then you told me, like, no, that this is a miniseries, so it's going to. Yeah. Uh, well, it's so- funny. You sent me the you sent me the documentary for this. I don't know. I think it was like early 2010s or something when they did the documentary. And there they said that it was going to be made into a movie, uh, like the the story because it's based on real events. Um, so I guess yeah, yeah they, they didn't they didn't make the story into a movie. So I guess they stuck with the miniseries. But did yeah, you look I don't up think they, they made it into a movie. I, I didn't actually look it up. I just like you know listened to the documentary and then just assumed that they you know made it into this miniseries instead. Um, uh, I don't know if it could have worked. I, I guess they could have. This is a this is a, actually a pretty straightforward story, and it probably could have worked as a movie. Um, and in fact, maybe it would have. In some ways, I could imagine it would have been better because you and I know now because you and I have both read about the actual events of what happened in in you know this the story of Blackbird. Yeah, a lot of it was. Uh, it's kind of superfluous. They in, introduced some, you know, elements outside of what really happened. I think maybe in part to extend it longer to make it more interesting or something. But anyway, they, they added di- they added diversity. So we, we talked about this. So ah. It's really it's really yeah, funny. Too. So there there was a so the um there the prosecutor apparently was white. They made him black. For, the real prosecutor Beaumont. Yeah, was an older they, they white changed man. His first, they changed his first name to, to some, they, this first name oh, they to something did. else. Yeah. Oh, they changed uh, the name. Interesting. Just the first, just uh, the first name. He's still Beaumont. He was Beaumont in real life. Um, mm. But yeah, he's he's a he's a white guy. So they needed they needed color. They apparently thought, and then they made an FBI. You know, when when I was started watching this, I'm like, who's this really hot FBI agent? She happens to be there um, when they're raiding him. Uh, they're raiding Jimmy at the beginning, and then she's there, like still dealing with him, you know, uh, uh, trying to get him to uh, uh, go narc on uh, Larry Hall. And I'm like, oh, this is, can't be a real person, and it's not a real person. There's no FBI agent that hot. Um, they say she's a, a, a magulation of different um, FBI agents, but the, I saw another site that says she was actually based on a woman in the FBI who who's not pretty um, and who wasn't really involved, who wasn't actually, you know, who wasn't actually at the raid and who had nothing to do with um, the Larry Hall thing. So just, she's just a woman who worked in the FBI, like around the same time. And I guess it well, was just, it was just, Richard, just be grateful. They made her hot. Well, did you, I mean, they do this sometimes there was uh, did you see Chernobyl, the, the HBO miniseries about the I, I watched nuclear, some of it. I thought it was, boring and then i stopped yeah so who, oh, oh no, no they didn't. that was that was a good series but they there was a woman scientist this female russian scientist who was like i don't know forecasting or trying to explain to everyone what was going to happen and uh you know i read about the miniseries later and i was like now there was no there was no like female russian scientist who was like trying to explain to the authorities that you know there was going to be a meltdown or something so you know they sometimes add you know they add people they change people around make it more I, and I, I thought that it was there was almost like a uh, an interesting what a way to appeal to both sides of the divide here you know they made one of they made the prosecutor black 
but then they made this they invented this really hot fbi agent so you know it's like a little bit of something for everyone you know well they gave they gave well they gave us identity politics both way but i guess you're saying people who are don't like identity politics want to see hot women and i guess i told you right i told you that uh you know there's there's that saying i think stephen colbert popularized back in the day of uh you know reality has a well-known liberal bias uh, uh-huh. And yet, when real stories are converted into fiction, they actually take reality and, you know, introduce certain biases in that aren't actually reflected in reality. So, I yeah. Find that so, the, the, so the, oh, here's 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 why they changed the prosecutor's name. The, in the show, his the the black guy is named Edmund Beaumont, but the real one is named Lawrence Beaumont, which means he wouldn't. His name would have been Larry. Um, which I think would have like confused the, you know, uh, would, have, yeah. would have been confusing or distracting or something. Well, maybe. would it have? I mean, they they call they I think they Probably referred not. to him as Beaumont the whole time too. Yeah, yeah. So. I didn't even remember his name. Uh, yeah. Here's another funny thing though: the male cop in this show uh, was named Gary Miller. He's real, but in real life, he's really fat. And uh, so they made oh, him. They made is he the one with the, the the sunglasses in the documentary? The I mean, I don't know if you watched the documentary. I did watch the documentary. But is it like the, the big dude with the sunglasses and I don't know, or was he a private investigator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was him. That was him. That was him. He was like a big dude with a big chin. He's wearing these yeah, sun, yeah. You know, the, well, sort they, of like well, they, boomer they, shades. Well, in the documentary, uh, they showed the scene that was actually in the show where he, he's walking through that cornfield. Don't you remember that, that scene? So that's how I knew it was him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, and he was, you know, in, in the show, Right, the fictional version of of Miller. You know, he was like, you know, he's an older guy, but he was also like quite attractive. And I don't yeah. know, in many ways, like I enjoyed this show just because it seemed like such a, uh, I mean, you know, just just uh, uh, what, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But just kind of a throwback to like before, you know, all all of the political correct stuff took over, where you just have like everyone on TV is hotter. We just accept yeah. that, right? Like actors are hotter than real life. So they chose everyone. Like even, even, um, so the main guy, right? Maybe we should just like actually explain the plot a little bit. Jimmy uh. Keen, the protagonist, you know, you, you see him in real life. Like he's still like relatively young in real life and whatever. But then you see, you know, he's not bad looking. He's like a, an, a slightly above average looking guy, probably. But then you like, they picked like a super good looking dude to play him. Uh, I forgot the guy's, the, the actor's name is actually a British guy who plays him. Karen um, um, Egerton. Egerton or something yeah but he's like you know he's got like the most chiseled jaw you could tell that he got jacked for this role right like he shredded he's just like good good hair everything right like it picked a really good looking guy to play him so yeah, appeals to no, but to, the real uh, Jimmy uh, Keen is shredded too there was photos oh, in documentary okay yeah, yeah who's an athlete right so but yeah they yeah. picked a better looking version of him to play him which is what you know what what happens when you when you make these uh, uh dramatizations um, so he's, uh, based on a real story, right? So he's a drug dealer. Does he sell guns too? I think they mentioned that in the show. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think and so. the FBI raids his house and arrests him and he gets sentenced to 10 years, which is pretty, pretty wild. Right. But I guess he'd been trafficking in narcotics for a long time. I well, don't know. The, was the that his first arrest? The documentary said he was making in like a, he was raking in like a million bucks a year or something like that. Uh, so he was a, yeah. he was not a small drug dealer. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He was pretty high up, and uh, so ten years. But then the FBI, or is it? It's the FBI, right? They approach him to make a deal. They make a deal, say, you know, if you enter this, you know, maximum security prison, uh, and try to get 
you know, well, I guess the, the, the deal was try to get this guy, this, this guy we suspect is a serial killer to confess and, and, and say where the bodies are buried. Cause I guess they, they, they don't know, uh, they don't have any hard evidence to lock this guy away and he's up for appeal. So they tell this guy, you know, we want you to befriend him. And the whole plot, like, even as I'm explaining it, it sounds crazy that this actually happened. They just like grab this drug dealer, like, hey, can you get this guy to confess? Tell us where the bodies are, and then we'll commute your sentence. Why and not? that's what why they that, do. It doesn't strike me as that crazy. Why, I mean, would it, people like, are... why would they like why would they choose him? Like was he the I well, I guess like I have a few questions, right? Because in the show they make it seem like they interviewed a bunch of people, right? Like, um, what's the woman's name, the female FBI agent? Uh Lauren, Lauren McCauley. So she in the first episode or the second early in the series she's like interviewing jimmy and she's like well you know we have other people who are up for this role who we could also commute their sentences and and we could also use them and she make i think she makes up some some other application of some guy who who's also you know an impressive and interesting person who could also be an informant for them um yeah just uh just seems like pretty unreal that they would trust another convict who you know, like why would they? Why, why would they trust? Don't they, to do don't this? they use? Don't they use uh, convicts as sources all the time to get info from? Uh, this happens all the time. They have a. Uh, they have them testify in court against one another. Mm. Sure, to testify, but not like this sort of long game. You know, uh, uh, gradual I think they do. process. I think, I mean, I think, do they? Well, they, they do. I mean, don't they, they? It's not like random. It's like they'll tell them, like, go talk to. I'm sure they tell them, like, go talk to you know this guy and try to see what he knows. I mean, I'm sure that. It seems like it good. Seems yeah, like that, a good. That, that, you know, like maybe like a one-on-one interaction or something. But they wanted him to befriend this guy, uh, build confidence and trust with him. That's um, what. That's what you would do. Yeah. That's what you would I do. Mean, I mean, if will, you were trying to get get someone to say something. Is that? Well, I mean, I, I guess like part of the reason why it was made into a series in the first place is is because of sort of how novel, how peculiar the whole the whole situation was. Uh, but yeah, so, so they get him to do this, right. They have him enter the prison and yeah, I, th- I thought it was well done. Like the, um, I don't know how much of the early scenes were based in reality of how he was able to befriend Larry and his uncertainty around it. And yeah, what did you think of that? Did you think that that was, um, what, like how, how, how well done do you think that was of him trying uh, well, to, let me, to uh, let me um, just say a few more things about the aesthetics and like who looks like what and all these other things. So uh, <laughs> the brother of Larry, um, before, you know, before we move on, uh, oh, so right. it's not going to mean anything to people who haven't watched Larry's show, but the, the serial killer for, you know, just, just to be clear. So Larry yeah, Hall, the serial watch, killer, watch, you know, watch it. No spoilers. Go yeah. watch it and, you know, before you, before you listen to us, it's only six episodes. Um, but um, the, uh, so Gary, Larry's brother, is much better looking in the show than in real life. Oh yeah, um, yep. he is. Uh, he's like you know they they make him out to be like a big, tall, you know, sort of strapping guy in the show. He's not really that. He's just like better than Larry, I guess. Larry, mm. interestingly enough, looks very much like the actor. I mean, they did not. He's you know he's he's he the real guy is straight out of Central Casting. Um, what's what's you know, with the mutton chops and the, uh, you know, just being fat and, you know, he's, uh, he, you know, he's got that the look. burn sides. Yeah. 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 The burn sides, not the sideburns. Yes. And, uh, he is, um, uh, his voice, they changed his voice. Now in the show, his voice is like, Oh, hello, Jimmy. Yes. I was following like those girls. Pitched. 
Exactly. So in the documentary, they they play a a tape from like uh, his confession or Henry Kenty. And he sounds like a normal guy with a Southern accent. Uh, So that is interesting. They, you know, they, that voice that they used in the show was really, I mean, it was really, really, it contributed to everything because you're like, you're listening to this guy and he just seems so creepy and so weird. And it's the voice. If he just sounds normal, uh, the effect is completely different. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, I, I think he still would have been creepy. The voice added something to it, but I, I thought the actor did well with the role because even his, his movements, uh, the way that he walked, the way that he held his hands, his facial yeah. expressions, everything about it was like, you know, very, I mean, if you ever watch like videos of, of Charles Manson in court or some of these other serial killers, yeah, they're just like there's something off about the way that they communicate, the way that they their 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 gestures, their the ways that their eyes and eyebrows move. There's always something just a little off about them. And you know, it was I think it was, you know, heightened, it was magnified for effect for the show. But yeah, just the way that he walked, something something yeah. just felt off about it. I mean, I, I actually think, think they picked a guy who was uh, like less attractive than the actual Larry Hall. I mean, not, not that the the real Larry Hall was a good-looking guy, but they actually made the actor even more sort of unpleasant like more yeah. he was heavier his i think his facial hair was a little bit more unkempt to the yeah just he, yeah he looked actually a little bit worse but his twin brother you know they picked like a very good looking yeah strapping guy yeah they wanted to life, tell part yeah. of the story they wanted to tell part of the story that one of the twins sucked all the nutrients from the others and that's sort of the idea um and that was based in something real i think gary or larry or gary well, might have said it in the documentary, Gary, the the non serial killer twin, you know, he he said something along the lines of like, yeah, I was always like the more popular and outgoing twin. I had an easier time making friends, but he was clearly like, you know, he, just a regular guy who spoke a little. You know, his his speech patterns were a little bit off. Something was weird about him too, but he just so did not inherit and the uh, serial killer. Well, I don't know. I haven't Manson, seen yeah. I haven't seen any videos of the real Larry Hall, but Manson would be a different guy because Manson was was charismatic and got women to follow him, while Larry Hall repulsed everybody. Like everyone didn't want to be around. Yeah, him. yeah, so yeah. Are, that's true. Yeah, so these are they're both going to be weird, probably. But you know, it's uh, yeah, weird in different ways or has a different effect on people. Um, yeah, that's 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 true. And I also wonder, like, I mean, the the videos I saw of Manson, you know, they they might have been edited, but but yeah, like. I, I think the actor probably studied some of these and and uh, exaggerated them for the, for the series. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. yeah. So one, yeah. So one thing about the uh, Larry, Larry Hall is, um, the, so the, there's a uh, there's like a some psychiatrist or something wrote up just like a timeline of his life, and one of the things is like he had a low IQ and was picked on, and. I don't know if the real Larry Hall or the Larry Hall in this show has a low IQ. I, I don't think so. I mean, he's re- reading books on civil war on the Civil War. He's able to cover up his crimes. Um, even the real Larry right. Hall, if it's true what they say that he killed all these women and got away with it for a very long time, and his hobby was the Civil War, it doesn't seem like he would be a low IQ uh, guy either. So I was trying to look up if there's any like where that comes from that idea that he was low IQ. And, and yeah, I, I don't. I, don't I see mean, I wonder way. if like. It's not that hard to like take an IQ test and perform poorly on it if you know that performing poorly will be to your advantage. Well, right? well, they, well they say when he's they say when he was a kid. They say he when he was a kid he was uh, like diagnosed with low yeah, IQ. Okay, maybe. I mean, yeah, like at least the way that he was portrayed in the show. Yeah, he seemed like he seemed um, relatively adept, right? Like even the way that he signed, like. 
there, there was a scene in the first episode where they get him to confess initially, right? The police get him to confess and they have him sign a form and he signs it in like all caps in um, just sort of standard print English, Larry, like L-A-R-R-Y. That's all he writes. Uh, and then later uh, in court, they describe how he actually knows how to sign his actual signature. So the fact that he just wrote Larry on the confession form meant that he knew that he was being coerced into giving this confession. And so he intentionally didn't sign it properly. Something along those lines. Indi- I mean, perhaps indicating that he was, you know, he he wanted to have uh, an avenue out of of that confession. And 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 somehow it worked, right? Because then later, I think that was used for his appeal. So, yeah, I don't think he was a dumb guy. But he, I mean, he wasn't that smart either, right? Like for yeah. a serial killer, he's you know, just sort of like an probably average. Well, I mean, he got away with, if he got away with all these murders and, you know, they never got caught, he seems like he, he sort of had to be smart. So they're saying that this, so there was an FBI agent who went to visit him to get information, uh, to Jimmy in prison, apparently in real life to get information from, him. and it says here, she kissed him like to maintain his cover, um, okay. like visiting him when he was in uh, down in Missouri. Um, Keen's that's from Keen's memoir. So I want to re- actually want to read the memoir. We should have, we should have, <laughs> we should read the book. So Keen wrote a book with, uh, uh, so Keen now is by the way, like a business guy who like consults law enforcement or whatever, you know, this is such a, I don't know if he actually knows anything, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a good, good work, I guess. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's get into the actual, uh, let's get into the actual show. Um, so yes, did I think it was the, the way he befriended him was that, uh, well done. I mean, I think I, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was absurd. Um, there was nothing there when I was like, Oh, come on. I think there needed to be maybe more. Yeah. I I do think, I do think that, uh, Jimmy was a little bit too, too eager. Um, there needed to be, he needed to, he like, it was like, he's trying to win Larry's approval. I like the fact that it was a, there was a, that was based on apparently a real event. So in the show, um, somebody changes the channel that, uh, Larry and other people are watching. Um, Jimmy beats him up in the show that apparently happened in in real life. Yeah. They're in the TV room, right? The TV room of the prison. Larry's watching. He's actually watching something about serial killers. It's America's most wanted. wanted, Right. And then some other inmate gets up changes the channel jimmy you know he sees an opportunity i think to 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 bond with larry by defending him and saying hey change that back and then punches the guy and uh yeah at least according to the documentary that was a real event that occurred and why is why why does doesn't larry get maybe larry is low iq and this why he doesn't get it why is larry um not suspicious that this really cool guy is so desperate to be like nobody else like it doesn't seem like you know i think the one that the show doesn't do well or doesn't do at all and maybe this is realistic it doesn't show any kind of like politics of the prison it's not like nobody's like hey why is that guy talking to that guy like you know what do they have in common like i mean i'm confused larry is like a child rapist and killer i thought those guys had very bad times in jail but he's in this maximum security prison and he's like having lunch with his buddies and he's he's sort of popular <laughs> and respected. um i i don't yeah i wish i i knew more about uh that or maybe maybe that's that about- interesting yeah 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 so 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 you're saying maybe maybe the uh the the what the common knowledge about how child molesters are treated very poorly maybe it's untrue yeah, that that was interesting. They never got into that. Another thing they that Larry never really brought up with Jimmy, at least that I can recall, is he never asked Jimmy why he was in 
right? Like, I don't well, think he, Jimmy I think he, revealed, like, because they were in a maximum security prison. And so it would be odd for a narcotics trafficker, you know, nonviolent crime to be there unless Jimmy made some something up. I don't know exactly. No, I think um, it was I, I remember the Larry Jimmy had a story in prison. He was like oh, he was a gun, he? oh I think that was a, he was a gun runner. And I don't know if maybe that's maybe oh, that's worse than right. Um, he said that and maybe I don't know if he said he was a drug dealer too, but he was a gun runner. And so that's that was the idea. I don't know. I, I don't know if Larry's too knowledgeable about who gets put in you know it depends on behavior too, right? Yeah. I mean, if, like he had behaved badly in his previous uh prison. Um it's a bit unbelievable that that he would you know, well, maybe like his experiences growing up or whatever. I mean, if it's true what his brother said about him being unpopular, but I've I've seen some some research on this about how like prison inmates actually tend to have like relatively high self esteem and you know tend to score higher on narcissism than average and all these kinds of things. Like they tend, you know, the, the prisoners are like lower IQ than average, but in terms of their sort of self image and self enhancement, like they actually seem to like think pretty pretty highly of themselves. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think that that show doesn't say they don't right. They, it doesn't yeah. have them acting. And Larry, like, like I mean, maybe what you're saying is true that like Larry like killed 15 plus people, buried them, never got caught. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of a badass, so like naturally, you know, people who want to be friends with me. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know exactly what's going on there, but I don't find it super unbelievable. I guess Jimmy kind of was concerned right because he or was it jimmy or was it was it uh uh lauren mccauley the fbi agents one of them made this like she said something like how are you going to be friends with him and he did say something like maybe he'll want to be friends with a cool guy you know something like that like so he has this sort of image of himself as being uh cool you know the judge later on calls him entitled and so he has this kind of self-confidence uh that maybe larry at least overtly doesn't have yeah but, yeah, I, I guess like you know, he was new too. I I don't know how how long had Larry been in there when Jimmy first entered, but Jimmy was also kind of a new guy and sometimes you know, there's a new person and even if they have some kind of like popularity or status or cachet if they're new, um other people can win them over, other groups and so on. And I mean, you see this often happen in like schools or other social settings where like someone who's really good looking or really talented enters and they join like a, a, a mid-tier or low-ranking social group. And then over time, they actually exit, right? Like once they realize like, oh, I can join a higher status group, yeah. they, they, they tend to leave. But in this prison situation, Jimmy's whole mission was to befriend Larry and never leave him. And I yeah. think in a real prison setting, maybe Larry would have tried to befriend him. Maybe they would have become friends. But then Jimmy would have eventually started hanging out more with, uh, you know, the mob boss. Uh, uh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Chin. Vincent the Chin Higante. And uh-huh. uh, spent less time with Larry. Something like that. But yeah, I guess, the, the, yeah, it, it's plausible that it happened the way it did. Yeah, yeah. And the and the um, the mob guy was real. And that was also real. They became friends, I guess. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, so you would think, I mean, you would think Larry is a reject and he knows I mean, he has a lifetime of rejection. So I think he knows no one likes him. He, and he always complains about this with girls. He also, um, he also uh, at some point asks Jimmy like, Oh, why do you want to be friends with me? He does like ask him. He isn't secure that like this guy wants to be friends with him. Now, Lauren gave him good advice, which is like, you can't hide that you're cool. So just like be Gary basically. Um, and I think, you know, he did, he did that Be you know, Gary's the older twin who all older twin. I don't know if he's older, but you know, they're twin, they're uh, twins. Um, and, uh, they're always, um, you know, he's always been looking, looking out, out for, for Larry. him. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, beating up that guy is like looking out for him. But yeah, I think there could have been more subtlety in the, you know, the relationship and there could have been more as far as, 
you know, like, what are the problems? Why, are, why aren't people, I like, Jimmy, why are you spending all your time with this weird, creepy, you know, child rapist? <laughs> like, yeah. hey, the, the mob guy may, might want to bring it up. That's, like, that's interesting, right? The, the, the mob guy, uh, uh, the chid, Vincent the chid, he never, he never says, like, why are you friends? Because, yeah, early on, so, so, so basically, like, shortly after Jimmy enters the maximum security prison, uh, he meets with this mob guy, which is actually a real story, right? Like, this, mob boss in new york he would actually like walk around um i can't remember he wasn't little italy but somewhere and he would like yell at himself like he would pretend to be crazy on purpose to throw the fbi off his trail uh and then eventually they locked him up and they put him in this in this prison and so he meets with jimmy and they get along jimmy tells him he's like you know three quarters italian on his mom's side and partly on his dad his dad's played by ray Liotta, which i think is pretty cool that was a nice i think that might have been his final role Ray Liotta before he died um and so yeah he takes a liking to him and kind of like helps to look out for him they play that you know the ball game together (laughs) but yeah he never breaks up like why is this guy your friend like you know clearly you like you know you can do better than this like come hang out with us more uh it doesn't do that so that was odd. And there aren't um, any, there aren't anyone yeah. else. There's no one else in the jail he has in her. Actually, it's like he's his cell is like diagonal from Larry's, but it doesn't. You never see anyone else in like any of the other cells or like between. There, there should be cells between them, right? And they're like, you know, they're talking and they're friends, and it doesn't seem that strict actually for a maximum security prison. I don't know what prison is like, but they're walking in and out of each other's cells. Like, you know, I don't know if that's like supposed to be what maximum security prisons are are like. I would have thought they would have been a little bit, little bit tougher. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have one friend who was in San Quentin in California and uh, he said, it's not, it's not a, well, you know, other TV shows depict prison as like this, you know, this crazy, like rigid hellhole. And he says, it's not quite that intense. I I think San Quentin is like a medium security prison. mm -hmm. And, you know, so, so I think like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible that that maybe it's it's actually not as bad as you might think. But this, yeah, yeah this did seem particularly well, permissive. Yeah. Um, in that they left well, them alone, unsupervised. That seemed unbelievable to me. They left them in this garage without any supervision. Yeah. Like, I could imagine them like leaving the cells open during the day and being able mm. to move around. But um, well, federal prisons yeah. I've heard are better. I, I mean, are are uh, you know better than state prisons because you don't get the common crazy criminals. You get like the mob guys and you know the the people who've uh, are sort of you know a little bit less physically uh, dangerous. Um, so you have something like Larry Hall who's not physically dangerous. To, you know other inmates. You have the mob guy. Um, you know other people. They, you, you have to sort of be a big deal to become a federal criminals not just anyone who who does anything um and it seems like they put them in maximum security it doesn't necessarily mean that they're that danger often they're like political like i think like people who get arrested like you know like warren jeffs the fundamentalist lds guy i think people like that are just put in uh maximum security uh prisons in, in the federal system uh okay so yeah it, but it's still it was still a little bit more than i would have uh, you know, it's a little bit more, a lot more lenient than I would have expected. I mean, I guess Larry has this advantage because he's good at fixing stuff, which is another, you know, another sign of not necessarily being, you know, mentally deficient. I mean, he's he's apparently good with his hands and uh, good at fixing stuff. <clears throat> um, One thing that was interesting is that, like, now that we're getting into this about some of the oversights of the show is they inserted uh, a subplot that didn't happen in real life. And I wondered yeah. if the, the show would have been somehow 
better served if they had gotten more into like the prison politics or yeah. you know some of the other friendships or something but yeah i mean so so shortly after jimmy arrives his dad oh. big jim right played by Riliota, shows up and they meet and then um his dad like lets slip that he used to be a police officer right so so jimmy's dad used to be he's an ex-cop and one of these security guards in the prison overhears it and uses this as blackmail against Jimmy. And he says, like, you know, you know, so you're a you're a cop's son. And, you know, I, somehow he learns that Jimmy's a snitch uh, for the FBI. Right. That he's trying to get information from another convict. And so the security guard blackmails him and says, you know, I want you to give me ten thousand dollars. Or I'm going to like basically tell the mob guy and everyone else in the prison that you're a snitch, and the kind of, it was a weird subplot because it kind of fizzles out, right? Like nothing actually happens with this, right? Nothing, nothing. It goes absolutely nowhere. Um, where Jimmy attempts to get the money, he doesn't have the money, right? So then he has his dad like you know try to like locate a brick of cocaine. They can't find it. He just tells the security guard, "Hey, I can't get the money. I can't get the drugs. I can't help you. I can't do anything." And then, the, and then for the rest of the show, it's kind of like hanging over him where the security yeah. guard's like, hey, I could fuck you at any minute, but he never does. And I guess like the final scene of the show or, or the final uh, whatever the conclusion of this subplot is um, that I guess we're meant to believe that the security guard does tell the mob guy and his underlings that Jimmy's a snitch. And there's that scene where they like come to his cell and like, you know, is very menacing, tells him a story. And then the other guy, like, you know, he does this or something, makes this gesture, of cutting his throat or something. And then, and that was it. It was like very useless. The correctional officer, uh, Carter, he tells him like, Oh, yeah, you're Carter. here to get Larry. You, so, you know, some things are bigger than this stuff. So he's a, he's a, child rapist so like you know he got his he basically got his blessing and then he i don't know if that's supposed to be how it ended he's like he found out it was larry so they said it's okay and then like uh jimmy has the power jimmy finds out that this guy is uh full of it because J i think what happened in the show was supposed was supposed i think the plot was supposed to be like carter tried to get them to go after him but they like they knew somehow that it was you know that he was going after larry uh, so maybe this is uh, and they, he's a child molester. So they just, you know, so they dislike Larry. So they think it's okay. Um, but then Carter just, you know, because of that says, Oh, don't worry about it. And then Jimmy knows that Carter is sort of full of it and says, I don't think you have control over these guys anyway. So like Carter might be wanted them to go after Jimmy, but then they, it's all made up. I mean, none of this happened. Yeah, this, none yeah. of this really happened, but I like that. I, I like that interpretation of what happened where maybe the security guard, but then the mob guy was, uh, savvy enough to understand, right? That like, oh, that's why Jimmy's spending so much time with this freak is because yeah. he's trying to extract information to get him to not be released. And yeah. he, what his 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 dislike, his you know his dislike of Larry outweighs his dislike of snitches, and that's yeah. why he decides not to act on this information and and kill Jimmy. That's yeah, I like I like that. That's like a neat sort of uh, a resolution to that subplot. But yeah. I, yeah, I still think that it was kind of a it was a little bit of a waste. I mean, you know, that didn't happen. They could have done something else with it. They could have gotten more into the relationship. I mean, they they had six episodes. You know, they explored. Uh, you know, they they went into to Larry's background, him and his brother. 
I mean, yeah, that, I thought that was funny. That like when I when when you sent me the documentary, I watched it. I was like, that's his brother. Like, like I don't yeah. know. In the, in the show, like they have this like really good looking guy, and he's just like a, you know, he's basically Larry without the mutton chops. That's what yeah. he is. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, they get into uh, to James, right? Like or Jimmy. They get into his background. They do a little bit of uh, what an me, excavation finish, of his let me, life. Let me, yeah. let me finish on, on this on this thing. So the you know th- that's that 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 story wraps everything up, except um, like why at the beginning they didn't um, they never uh, uh, like cared that he hung out with Larry. Maybe they figured it out from the. <clears throat> Art or something. I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. But you know, I'm sure it's probably in there. If you probably there's a, there's a book. Jimmy wrote a book with somebody, um, and so it's probably in there. Like it explains why uh, you know they're not going after him as a you know because it, it maybe what happened in real life. I'm just speculating. This could be in the book. I don't know. But like um, the mob guy figures it out and says, or he tells the mob guy or, or something. You know, he would maybe wouldn't admit this in the book, and then he figures it out, and that and so that becomes like you know a reason that nobody thinks it's weird that he's hanging out with Larry all the whole time. That still needs an explanation of like why before, and maybe they did this in the show, in the show because they needed to make it like more dramatic. You know, they needed to have like, yeah. you know, a reason, you know, something that makes sense. It can't just be like, you know, uh, the mob guy figured it out on his own. Maybe they, that it could work. And then like told him like, don't worry about it. You know, the, maybe that just was not dramatic enough. Um, and they needed sort of another way to, to sort of tie these things together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that the, the the reason why they had the the whole subplot with with Carter and the blackmail was to like introduce another, uh, just yeah, just just to 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 charge it more with you know with drama and with um, the other thing is uh, uh, with with Larry, right? Like in the beginning, they make it seem like Larry did kill these girls, and we just need you to get us to yeah. tell him where the, the bodies are, and then like midway through the show you see uh they, they basically say like actually we don't know for sure that larry did this and now there's this uncertainty around whether jimmy's mission is a lost cause because maybe larry didn't even do it and so they introduce like all of these little um elements of drama to i guess to keep the reader hook or not the the, the 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 viewer hooked and to to keep you guessing and i thought it was all like well done i mean it's it was a it was a good show um yeah yeah it was good so, yeah, it was it was we're, good. We're picking it, we're picking at plot holes, but yeah, we both we yeah. both liked it. We both thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was excellent. I mean, uh, yeah. So so they they also do like an excavation of of Jimmy's upbringing, which I don't know if it, in the end it added anything to the overall plot, but I guess it was just interesting from like what like a, a characterological perspective of like who is this guy, what drives him, um, why. Well, there was that interesting scene where where Lauren, the FBI agent, uh, asks, like, what do you like about women? And yeah. Jimmy's like, you know, everything. And yeah. then she says, well, what do you not like? And he couldn't think of anything. Uh, but Lauren was was pushing him, right? Because I guess she was operating under the assumption that Larry has this, like, resentment towards women because he's been rejected by them his whole life. And so she wants Jimmy, who like as an adult as a super good looking athletic guy he's never had any issues with women uh and so they had to um uh delve into his past and his the complexities of his relationship with his mother growing up and how she divorced the dad and how they were always fighting and that uh what she, he had like a stepdad or the mom's boyfriend who was abusive towards them and so he had these feelings towards his mom. And I guess like the idea was like whatever resentment he felt towards her would help him to understand who Larry is and why he 
has these negative feelings as well. It's kind of yeah. kind of a little bit of a leap there, but you know, but I guess it was a way for us to help us to get to know Jimmy better. The mom, oh, the mom thing was very weird. Oh yeah, I don't know if this was. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that now. That was very strange. Like, <laughs> so he's got this stepdad who like beats up his mom, and then he finally figures out at some point. Oh, she's keeping him around because one day I could beat him. It's, it was so weird. It was like, no, I, I don't think that, that that happened. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And then like he gets beat up by him. He's like, you took your shot and you're missed. Like she's like, she's some kind of fight trainer. And like the whole point of her having a son. <laughs> and, and, like, like the whole point is to like make her son tougher. Like she, her, her marriage is just based on that to get up to one day beat up his stepdad. It well, was bizarre. I don't know if was it was it was that what it was? I thought, okay, so you know, he's like he's a kid, he's like 14 or 15 or something. And he's like taking martial arts classes. And I guess like in real life, this was true. Like he took Taekwondo, he took all this stuff and um, he saw his mom's boyfriend beating her up and wanted to defend her and that he tried and he failed very poorly. He did, you know, he got, what did he say? Something like he wiped the floor with me. And then later he's in his room, he's got a black eye and he's like clearly roughed up. And then you know, the mom is like, uh, you know, someday, I, I mean, I think what it was, was like, she was, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to take like a sympathetic perspective towards her, which is like, she wants out of this relationship, but she's scared. And the only way she'll feel confident enough and comfortable enough to leave is if her son is able to take him out. I don't know, that's like hard to imagine though, right? Because like this reminds me of this reminds me of the Northman. Now you are the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. But but like because it doesn't make well a part of it doesn't make sense because I would imagine, at least based on the way that the big Jim character played by Ray Liotta is portrayed, is like if if he just told his dad, like, hey, someone's beating up mom, like he would have handled it, right? And he was a, he was a police officer, so like something something was weird about that. But okay, like that was a very odd. Uh, and and then the other weird thing was that after he got beat up by the mom's boyfriend, and then she comes into the room and is like, "Oh, someday, but not today." Then they have sex in the room next door, and he could hear it. Right? Like yeah. very like some something yeah something weird about that. Um, where they have sex right after he beats up her son. Um, and so I guess like, but anyway, like the whole thing I think was like to, to tap into his own resentment towards his mom and like use that to understand Larry. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, I, I'd be curious to know if like this was in the memoir too. Um, and you know, I think like the whole, another, another reason why they showed those scenes was because like they wanted to show James like part of what what motivates him is like you know why he works out why he's uh you know hooking up with all of these random women getting involved in crime uh you know so so preoccupied with just being like the cool guy is to sort of like forget that that's who he was because it actually took him a while to even describe that to lauren remember like she yells at him like every time she says like you know what did you think about your parents getting divorced or fighting all the time and he kept saying like ah it's, it's cool it's fine it's one of those things and she like screams at him she's like you know that's bullshit that's bullshit and then finally he he breaks down and tells her this so you know i guess it was like trying to crack through this facade of of what deconstructing the cool guy or something uh and then that was whatever like that that allowed us to sort of understand him and and to see like how it was that a cool guy might might be able to become friends with this like very weird yeah character um, so yeah yeah so so according to this you know uh so they got divorced lynn's new husband and jimmy didn't get along well and jimmy gave his stepfather two black eyes during a fight according to the book um okay then they then he went to 
his dad's house and his dad's bachelor life didn't turn out to be great for father and son. So Jimmy had to return to Lynn and her husband's house. So this stuff about fighting and, and weird, uh, you know, sex stuff. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know if any of that stuff, you know, um, let me see here. Uh, yeah. And so she died at age 50 from COPD. Um, Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm interested. I want to. I sort of want to. I want to. I sort of want to read this. Uh, I sort of want to read the memoir. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I was yeah trying to get him to be angry at women so he could understand. And we didn't see him like though. It, it didn't seem to use it. I mean, there was nothing in like he did that was like, oh, now he's angry at women. No, no, uh, no, not at all. But I think it was more like you know, where at first, you know, the first thing he says is like, she says, you know, the the FBI agent, what do you like about women? And he says everything, and then later in the series, you see um, this progression of him interacting with women at the bar and having sex with all of them. But but there's this sort of like uh, joylessness on his face, this kind of like. You know what? Like, if clearly, like, of course, he enjoys the sex, but as far as like the connection with any of these women or his feelings towards any of them, mm-hmm. like, there's there's an emptiness there, and so I think like they were they were trying to use some of that to 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 get him to connect with Larry, even though like they're polar opposites on this, right? As far as like the ability to attract women, um, yeah, yeah, and I think like e- even even um, yeah, yeah. So 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 anyway, I thought that that was like an interesting angle they were trying to get at. Because they also delve into Larry's early life too, and his childhood, and his relationship with his brother and his dad, right? Because they 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 show Larry when he's a kid, like digging up graves to steal jewelry and valuables from the caskets, uh, because they live right next to a, a cemetery. And <laughs> well, his so, dad works at the cemetery. His dad's a grave digger, right? So his dad's a grave digger. He would send Larry down to like you know, there's that that uh, pretty gruesome scene where he's trying to get the wedding ring off of the corpse. And uh, and his dad tosses down a pair of uh, of pliers to help him, like uh, to 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 remove the ring from the finger, and he cuts the finger off to get it, and then he keeps the finger, right? And so, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was pretty rough. It it kind of reminded me actually of uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm reaching here, but uh, the scene in The Sopranos where uh, Tony witnesses his dad chop off the guy's finger, and that was the first time he had a panic attack. I don't know if that was like an homage, if that really happened, but that was uh, that was a scene that jumped to mind, right? Seems there was like a little honest. bit of a, an overlap, right? Because you have Ray Liotta is in this show, and you know Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas, and Goodfellas has the connection with uh, yeah. uh, Sopranos, so you know maybe seems a reach. I mean, they both involve fingers, and they both involve removing a finger. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. I guess it's I guess it's possible. As kids with your dad there, you know. Yeah, but he, the, the kid does it, and when the other one, the kid the kid observes it, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, what, what, what else was there? Um, yeah. And the dad is portrayed like, you know, big, you know, big Jim is like, just like, uh, like a saint, uh, and, you know, in the, in the show, the, um, uh, what, uh, I had something, I had something, I had something at the tip of my tongue and I forgot. He what looks rough. I mean, I don't know. Like, what did he die of Ray Liotta? I mean, cause we saw him in the many saints of Newark and he looked okay. Right. I mean, clearly he's getting old, but you know, there was a marked difference and maybe they did this on purpose, right. With the makeup and the hair or something. But in this, 
series, he looked like very, you know, bloodshot eyes and kind of. Um, he was supposed to be a stroke skin. victim recovering. They had to. I mean, they had. Oh, to is that right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on medication yeah. and stuff. But then he actually died. So I wonder if, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, there was some kind of illness that was overtaking him in the final stages of this, you know, yeah. when they were filming the show. Oh, okay. And here's the big, yeah. the other big hole, plot hole that I thought was like sort of stupid. Um, the this apparently was close to you know so close to sort of happen the, the map thing at the end like he memorizes the map and what he's supposed to know the bodies because you have this big map that has like a dot in illinois and like a dot in indiana and like a dot in minnesota yeah, that was what dumb. was that that was really dumb I, I wonder if that actually happened right he was like gnawing off his fingertips at the end uh because they they throw him in solitary confinement they say, and... he did fun. They say there was a map now maybe it, he would um it wouldn't take you to bodies maybe it would give you like you could say he killed you know x y and z if this person within you know this area of indiana got killed and he's a suspect uh you know, maybe that's worse but but it seemed like it seemed like he thought that like that map would give him the bodies like that's what i thought thought that well it, like, i think he was desperate too right like he was clearly panicked he was um i think he believed that his freedom relied on him giving them the bodies and so he was just doing everything he could to like demonstrate that like even if he didn't even if he couldn't get them the bodies he did everything he could to try to get them and so that was like a way for him to do so right like uh you know almost like a costly signal of his devotion to the cause to the task of doing this even if like yeah he's just like trying to prove like look i'm not i'm not slouching i'm not slacking like i'm doing everything i can for you and yeah maybe that helped i so the relationship with the psychiatrist was interesting right so there was there was the 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 black guy the um not beaumont but just the the prison psychiatrist who um was a confidant for jimmy right where like jimmy yeah. could actually speak he was his plainly with him he was like his contact for this stuff, his yeah. contact and he was aware of what jimmy was doing as he was an informant but then the guy goes on vacation and the guy's replaced by a woman and it was really uh, like this is another reason why I liked the show. It was a sort of lampooning uh, a, 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 the sort of progressive take on therapeutic culture here, which is that so the the woman takes her relationship as Larry's psychiatrist very seriously, and when she meets with Jimmy, she says, um, you know, like she she immediately doesn't like him for whatever reason, and then she says, like, I want to know, I want to make sure that you're not having any uh, detrimental effect on the mental health of my patients and are you you know and uh and jimmy is like which patients like what are you talking about and uh and she clearly just doesn't like him and she's very like but then later right like she gets up in the middle of their conversation and like kind of like uh shuns him but then later you see her talking with larry and larry's like acting weird and creepy and she asks him at one point like you know what what would you do if you were in my position as the psychiatrist and he like has this creepy voice and he was like you know i I would say tell me your dreams bitch you know (laughs) like he's just like acting like an insane person and she's just like calmly like trying to understand him so jimmy who's like relatively normal she doesn't like but then you have this crazy psychopathic serial killer she's like oh yeah let me you know tell me more about well you know your brother and your life he's a victim right jimmy's a bad guy And, uh, and yeah, clearly the, yeah, the psychopathic serial killer is the real victim here. And so then like later in that episode, you see, uh, like Larry is describing in great detail, like great at graphic detail, how he killed this girl and like tied her to a tree and like choked her out with two belts and like, you know, step-by-step describing like how he kidnapped this girl, raped her and killed her. And Jimmy's like doing all he can to like, 
keep a straight face and like show like like make gestures of approval so that Larry will continue the story. But clearly he's like on the inside, like horrified by what he's hearing. And I just found this like a, a twist, right? Because the psychiatrist is like, are you having a, men- a detrimental effect on my patients? And it's actually Larry who's the one who had the detrimental effect because he's actually the crazy person here. <laughs> and and, uh, and Jimmy's normal. And uh, and so this was like a, a neat little twist, right? A, a different kind of show would have made like, you know, Larry out to be more of a victim and Jimmy, you know, this like, you know, cool uh, drug dealer guy to actually be, you know, the one who, who you should be... Um, uh, against or or uh, yeah. suspicious of. Yeah, you're right when you say this show is sort of a throwback. It's like law enforcement, you know, is good. They want to find the criminals. You know, it's like even like the villain is sort of like the liberal justice system that's like finding a technicality to like release Larry um, and everyone knows he's just guilty. And then you're right with the psychiatrist thing. The psychiatrist is also like when Jimmy and uh, uh, Larry get into that fight, the psychiatrist <clears throat> is like, like she's the one behind taking uh jimmy to solitary which i don't think like that's what the psychiatrist does but she's like standing there with like the prison guards like she's the one in charge of the guards which i, I thought was pretty weird right because um, because early on she said uh like the psychiatrist said like i'm not in law enforcement right like this isn't no. my like yeah you can talk to me about anything and and yeah 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 so that was that was a little bit silly too it's like it's him guys he's the one who told me it is you know in our psychiatric session that he's the bad one and larry's the like i don't think that they you know they take the you know they just listen to the psychiatrist for which who's at fault in a fight and then put the you know the guy in solitary then, like, why would she li- like why would she believe it right like so so presumably what happened is larry went to her office and was like oh jimmy was mean to me and whatever like saying things and like scaring me and treating me badly and so that she just like takes takes that face value that naturally this guy who's who's in here because of allegations of you know murdering and raping a bunch of girls you know naturally he's telling the truth and so yeah we should we should get the guards involved and throw this other guy in confinement like yeah i, I thought it that was very interesting. very unbelievable i thought it was very interesting when the show showed um before that where they showed uh larry like charging jimmy and like pushing him against like I, I, that didn't i i don't think that happened in real life and it wasn't it was sort of surprising because jimmy has a physical advantage i think on larry so you wouldn't you wouldn't expect larry to oh that was when they blew up right when uh when when jimmy was finally like you're sick you're a demented monster and he finally just explodes and says like you know you're you're not going to your appeal's not going to go through because you're a monster and then and then larry says like oh beaumont sent you didn't he uh yeah and then he and then he does attack i mean the show right he attacks him and 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 uh pushes him and i mean i don't know like like larry has a weight advantage i think uh yeah, even though if like he was angry, uh, if he was angry enough yeah, he, but he's, he's, supposedly, he's supposedly like creepy and lacks confidence you know he would attack a a big guy like that i, I don't know if like that's you know, maybe I guess it's it's not impossible. If he was angry enough right and uh-huh. you know i guess we're also supposed to believe at least the way that I took it was like, we're seeing the, like the dark side of him. Like this is the side of him that emerges when he is like raping these girls and killing them. And this was what uh, his brother described, right? Like Gary is later talking to, uh, to Miller and, uh, and Lauren McCauley, the, 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 the cops. And he's saying that like, you know, he, so Gary describes this um, event from what do you say? Like 10 or 15 years ago, where he and Larry pick up a, a a woman hitchhiker and first Gary has sex with her, but then he kind of like encourages Larry, you know, what, what did he say? Basically to like have sex with her as his first time. 
and he said that like something in Larry, like like uh, um, you know, just just like, he turned into an animal. He lo- oh, he said he reminded him of a wolf, and yeah. had this crazy look in his eyes, and was like implying that Larry wanted to kill this woman, and Gary yeah. had to like stay in the tent with them because I guess they were sleeping. Well, in the tent, yeah, so she, she refused. She refused Larry. It's like oh, she Gary's refused. Like, you know, well, that was a funny scene because like he's like Gary's like you know when a woman say no, but sometimes you know she really means yes. Like, no, this <laughs> yeah. guy she meant, she meant it. Like, yeah, and 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 that scene was played uh, straight, right? It wasn't played as like oh look at this, this backwards like this. hillbilly yeah, 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 saying exactly. this. I no, they it played, it played it straight. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to, as the audience, like understand, like oh yeah, you're right. Some women say <laughs> no when they mean yes, and that's just yeah. and and like just just go along with it. Rather, like, because you don't like what what they could have done to like like insert some, um, you know, politically correct commentary or something was have Lauren roll her eyes or make some snide yeah, remark, but they didn't do that, right? Uh, and so then, yeah, like like Larry rapes this woman. Gary is just sit, standing by no, and then I, like I stays. Think, I don't think I don't think Larry success does he successfully rape her. I think he like he just I starts hitting he, her and then like Gary stops him. I think. Oh really? Oh okay. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, whatever. He attacks. It was like it was like he really went at her. I, I I think it was like ambiguous. Like he just beat her up or he he raped her. I, I I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah. He. I mean, he assaulted her either way. And then Gary is like, you know, he, he had this look like he wanted to. You know, he had this dark look. Basically, I think implying he wanted to murder her. And Gary stayed in the tent to make sure he wouldn't do that. So clearly, like Larry, in the right conditions, maybe when he's feeling extremely emotional or aroused in some way, like he becomes impulsive and violent and stupid. Which you know that makes yeah, sense well, to I me mean, as like as a criminal. Though, so. So, like it's different from you know when like when people can't fight back. That's the the sort of thing. You know the the, the yeah. thing I liked about the the Larry character the the, the 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 scenes were there were some really creepy ones the one where when jimmy whenever jimmy would talk about girls like the looks that the noises larry would make were just so good he's like you know how many girls you've been with jimmy was like 80 he's like huh 80 like he does this like this thing where he's like sort of like living vicariously through jimmy and like just really getting excited or like closing his eyes or like rolling his eyes back and like sort of moaning he does this like and like jimmy doesn't know what to do with it i just thought those scenes were i mean they were uh yeah they were very sort of uh they were they were emotional they were like oh, what's going on here it was it was really uh yeah i don't know i think it had a good effect on the it, you know at least made the viewer you know sort of captivated by what was going on yeah yeah i agree i mean like every like he was licking his lips and like yeah just every every like yeah i, I thought he did a, a great job with that role you know, one thing that was interesting is that, so why do you think that they decided to make Gary into a really good looking guy? Like, wh- is that in order to like, basically, um, I-, I guess like one, one, one possibility is that like, it, it makes it more plausible that Larry would befriend Jimmy, right? Because they just like, yeah. oh, just, just act like his brother. And he's like, oh, another like, you know, good looking, strapping young, you know, good looking dude. And he's like, oh, just just act like the brother. And, and at one point, Larry does say this. He says something along the lines of like, uh, you know, you remind me of Gary so much, um, which I guess was the point there. But, you know, yeah, that, that was interesting. I mean, because generally the show seems to take this like, you know, this position of like the good guys are good looking and the bad guys are bad looking. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. Jimmy and the cops are all attractive. And then you have Larry, who's like very unattractive, but his brother's good looking. 
So, you know, but I guess that was like a way f- to help us understand like why he would want to be yeah. friends with Jimmy. And Carter's not very um, good looking. Carter's like this ginger, like this fat ginger. Um, yeah, with like big cold. red cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it wasn't really say, I would just go back to that uh, storyline because like, you know, he could just, Jimmy could just go tell the FBI and like, you know, they would like, uh, you know, the FBI is like, you know, they could pull rank on the corrections office. They could start investigating this corrections officer. He's infer- interfering with the federal investigation. Like, and then he's going to have Jimmy killed. Like, that's not good for Carter. I mean, so it did really all this. Like, he, you know, Jimmy, when Jimmy tells uh, Lauren, she's just like, oh no, this correction. Like, they can't do anything about it. And I thought that was, uh, you know, that was, uh, yeah. that was sort of another plot hole. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is just they made everyone better look. I mean, the, the narrative. That like I guess the narrative comes from Gary, the real Gary himself, is like Gary is like so is like so much better looking and well adjusted than Larry, um, and in real life he's just like not really. <laughs> and so, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it so, yeah bad, they had this but... story. Yeah, they had the story that yeah Larry had a big brother. You know, you look at Larry at his Civil War reenactment thing. There's a picture. I mean, he's not even that fat. I mean, he's not that fat for an American. Um, <laughs> You know, and Gary, Especially for like that he, part of America, right? Like, well, wait, where are they? Where, where, where was like, Gary Illinois, Illinois, earlier? Uh, well, he's traveling around like Illinois and Indiana, basically. Um, and then they're, okay, they're in, okay, they're right. Missouri and yeah, like the uh, Midwest and the South. Like, you get some huge people, right? So, yeah, he's yeah, like 30 years ago was not as, was not as bad as today. That's true. Uh, but yeah. the... Um, uh, yeah, and so I mean, they just and so they had to like you know they wanted to tell the story. It makes the story better if Gary is, um, you know, good looking and, and tell. Gary's like not successful. They don't make him successful. I think he's just he's still a hick who just like lives yeah. in the. He just happens to have a little bit of athletic ability and like is, is good looking. Um, yeah, and you know he comes by. You know they come by and he's like, oh, we have manners around here. I'm going to get you a drink. Like you know it's supposed to be like salt yeah. of the earth, like regular regular folk. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. But then eventually he does sell out. Uh, I mean, he does. Well, I don't know if he's selling out is the right word, but he does sort of come around. At first, yeah. he's sort of protecting and he refuses to acknowledge that Larry is actually a serial killer. And then eventually he kind of comes around and is like, look, yeah, it's, it's right. Like, we we know. Like, he, he basically, you know, uh, acknowledges that his brother is crazy. And so then there was an interesting scene near the end where, like, he is one okay so here's another kind of plot hole where larry is mailing all of this stuff back to his brother and to his dad right like he sends them the birds he sends them that map um but then later gary visits him in the prison and gary basically says that like you know you need to stay here like you know it's good that your appeal didn't go through you need to stay here and larry starts crying and he says like oh not you gary not you and that was a weird scene because he's saying like, not you as in, I don't want you to see me as guilty. Or is he saying like, not you as in like, I like, you know, I, I thought you had my back. Like, yes, you know that I'm a bad guy, but that you, I, I, I thought that you were on my side as far as like wanting to get me out of prison. You know, like, what does he think? Well, like, what does, think what does Larry ever, believe about Gary? Yeah. I don't think they ever explicitly talk about it. I think, if you're in Larry's mind, I think it's like a long, you know, his, uh, his thinking is like, okay, 
you know, like if I killed those girls, like it wasn't, <laughs> you know, he's like, this, the, I think of the, you know, the show Larry, he's like, she's hitting me. What could I do? It's like, the girls are like mean to him. I, you know, I really do think like <laughs> in the show, he's like that, like the girls are mean to him. He's just talking to them and then they, they assault him and he just basically has to defend himself. And they're just, they're just so unfair to him. Um, and I think that he thinks like Gary thinks yeah. that like he didn't kill them, but if he did, um, you know, he probably, he was justified in, in some way. Um, yeah. And he's not, he, he's not guilty of any, any, sort of moral transgression that he was in, in the right like he doesn't he doesn't yeah so he's he's um suddenly uh you know like disappointed that gary believes that he belongs in prison yeah before, that's the point he, he belongs like that, yeah. in it's not the truth or falsity of you know whether he actually did because then his and larry's morality it's not the it's not that bad to have killed those for him to get killed those girls um, yeah and so yeah it's it's the fact that you know larry judges or larry uh Gary judges yeah. him and doesn't yeah. doesn't like him. Just thinks he doesn't. That makes yeah, sense. Okay, that that helps to to clarify what was going on there because it's like, why would you send your brother like all of this uh, this you know all of this uh, like evidence or information like? Yeah, you why know, was he sending it? Why was he sending them that stuff? Yeah, that was weird. That was clearly, weird. I guess they, they, yeah, they they knew, and they're burning. They don't want like, him to like send them his confessions. <laughs> like they want, they think he's gonna get in trouble, so they're they're just burning it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. You think there's yeah, a class so difference here? And like, so I think there's a lot of upper class people would turn in their family members in a case like this, and I think a lot of lower class people wouldn't. What do you think? Um, I'm inclined to agree that lower class people would would not right they have more loyalty upper class people um, Be more like more likely i don't know if they i don't know if they i think all... more likely more likely yeah. sounds right that's yeah because like i mean if you look at uh you know the, like if you read uh henrik's book on on the weirdest people in the world and like just generally speaking like around the world people rate loyalty to be especially uh valued as a trait right family loyalty whether you're willing to sell out your friend or your family uh, but weird people, right? Like, like, you know, Americans and Europeans, uh, wealthy Westerners are, are more likely to adhere to like the sort of impartial legal system. And so if you're in a Western country and you're, and you're also wealthy, that would make sense to me that you'd be, you know, sort of less loyal to your family, like prioritize this impartial objective sense of justice over loyalty to family or yeah. friends. The Unabomber's uh, brother, what, what, what was he, what was his job? Uh, I don't know, but my guess is he was a probably middle class guy, right? Because Kaczynski went to Harvard and he was like a very smart, well to do guy. So his brother is probably like at least middle class. Yeah, that's a good, uh, it's David yeah. Kaczynski. Uh, he's he graduated Columbia, uh, yeah. 1970. He wrote 10 so articles yeah, it's, on the Daily Spectre. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think yeah. that I think you do. Now, if you want to be unsympathetic to the lower classes, you could just say, you know, the, the upper classes are, are more moral. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they care about uh, the common good more than uh, uh, other people do who are, who are loyal, but you know, you, you know, whatever, it's just a, that's just a, that's just a judgment, but I, I think that's right. And I think that's, I think that's part of it. I think there, there's sort of this, you know, this hick culture interacting with these maybe upper middle-class, you know, federal agent and the, and this other guy who, who sort of don't get, um, they don't get Larry, you know, Gary, the family protecting Larry or think, think that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And if it had been one of their relatives, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like it's, uh, yeah. Having, having more trust in the institution rather than in your family, um, more confidence in it somehow that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like that, that whole, like the whole, like no snitch culture, right? Like, dude, yeah. 
if like people at elite universities are are like total snitches, right? Like they'll they, like any kind of advantage they can get. Whereas like you know the whole like snitches get stitches thing does not. You know that's that's very much a sort of a, a like a working class lower class culture. Um, yeah, yeah. So so the fact that he wouldn't like yeah that's just intuitively no one even questioned it. Like of course he wouldn't sell out his brother. As a viewer, you sort of intuitively understand this. Whereas if this had been a case of like you know two like. I don't know, upper middle class lawyers or, or, you know, some other kind of like uh, educated occupational positions. And the brother is a serial killer. I think you'd be well, angry. Well, you you um, would be like, why don't you tell them you're your brother? Right. Like you would have, you would yeah. judge them more harshly for it. Yeah. You know, well, you don't watch Saul, but you did watch Breaking Bad. So Skyler, yeah. um, just uh, spoiler alert for those who have not watched Breaking Bad, who, but who have watched Blackbird uh, and who are still with us. Um, that population, that's like 11 people. They watch Blackbird, but not Breaking Bad. That's, that's 11 <laughs> yeah. people. But yes, yeah, skip ahead a minute or so. Um, so Skylar, uh, when she finds out about Walt, like he, Walt sort of wants her to <clears> maybe think it's okay. My recollection, I watched this a very long time ago, but Skylar is just no, zero tolerance. She's going to the cops. He's involved with drugs. He's illegal. She just wants yeah. nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with him and so that's a sort of a you know she's a sort of has the upper middle class um reaction uh to, to yeah. uh, law breaking um which i think with which i very recall walter was shocked but he didn't think it would be that he didn't think it would be that extreme yeah yeah that is interesting i mean we never really get into their um their family backgrounds right like what did walt's parents do for a living what did skylar's parents do for a living um yeah but then like if you if you compare that to to carmela right where like Carmela, I think she came, like, I think Tony, like, mentions once or twice that she came from, like, you know, like, a good family. You see her parents and, like, they're... No, I thought they, I thought they were, I thought they were, they were at least mob adjacent. I mean, Chris they were mob Marcus, adjacent. Also, yeah. Yeah. Multisanti was her cousin. But, like, as far as her immediate family, her, remember, like, her, her mother and father were, like, these sort of, like, uh, you know, the Wonder Bread Wops or whatever were, like, the, you know, they, they, they tried to be respectable. At least they aspired towards respectability. And that was part of the reason why Tony liked her. And yet, even Carmela, despite you know, you know, uh, coming from like a semi-respectable family, even she was like willing to look the other way because she still has ties to the criminal underworld. And I think, like, even if she knew like every single detail of everything no, no, Tony she, had Carmella, ever done, Carmela knows he's a mob. What are you talking, Carmela? Well, no, 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 she knows he's mobbed it. up, right? But like, you know, I'm sure, like, if she asked for for specific, like Tony would, would, you know, he glossed over it, right? Like, he wouldn't tell her that, like, no, I, I like, literally choked Christopher Moltisanti out in the SUV. <laughs> like, no, he, wouldn't he wouldn't tell her the details. That. Obviously, he wouldn't but, say but that. But what I'm saying is, like, even if he did, Carmela would not betray him, right? Like, even if he told her, yes, I choked out your nephew, I still, I think Carmela is, like, because well, of her no, ties that, with Carmela, she wouldn't. It's a completely different culture. Yeah. It's a completely different culture. I mean, she yeah. married the mob boss, and, like, right. she doesn't go to, like, I mean, that's just not part of her, you know, part of her yeah, reality. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, um, but, but if she had been, like, a, a typical house like any other housewife in the soprano neighborhood right like genie cusimano would have turned her husband in for for murder right like anyone else in that neighborhood would have Jeannie? no uh the the fat one with the the no no, uh, no. the next door neighbor genie cusimano she's genie. uh the, their family physician's wife the next door neighbor the she's the one who carmela in season one like bullies into writing a georgetown letter of recommendation for for uh for meadow you know these are the guys that that Tony goes golfing with and like oh, you know, these are like yeah, the, well, the yeah, sort of the other guys yeah, in the exactly. neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah, this, yeah. Despite the fact that they all live in the same neighborhood and they all have like roughly the same financial resources. Yeah. You know, Tony, Tony and Carmela just come from that, from another world where you wouldn't rat out your, your family. Right. That's like very yeah. much like sort of like lower class criminal subculture, just, 
Yeah, that, that is interesting, right? Because I never even questioned it. I think most people have that same reaction where Gary won't sell out his brother, and that just makes sense. Whereas if they had come from a different social class, you would have you you'd be like, why? You know, I get that he's your brother, but he's still a killer. You know, so yeah, different reaction. Yeah, and they have to appeal to his like pragmatic sense, like. Gary, are you going to be able to like watch him all the time? It's like, yeah, it's like sort of like the poor people <laughs> yeah. don't think these things, they don't think these things through. They just keep enabling their family members. Like he's going to get him out of jail. And like, Gary's like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to, he's going to, it's going to be more trouble again. He's just going to start killing women again. Interesting. So killing like the self-interest. Oh, he would have a hundred percent. Larry's a, yeah. Larry yeah. would have like, yeah, taken his bad yeah. and, Maybe you he know, would have counted his blessings and been like, uh, well, they, they tell themselves that because they need to keep him in jail. Um, they, you know, they want the justice of it, but I, I don't know if he, I think he would have, you know, I think he would be, might've had self-preservation now that he knows that he can get, um, I don't know. It's Maybe. very weird. You're right. It's I agree. We should, weird. we should set him free, Richard. I agree with you. Let him go. Free Larry Hall. <laughs> well, a part of me, I didn't look at the evidence, but a part of me thinks, you know, maybe he was innocent. Maybe Jimmy is just good looking and wanted to get out of jail. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he maybe. sold them a lie. No, come on. <laughs> coax, coax to fake, coax to fake confession. <laughs> like, use the power yeah. of charisma to like no, get this I, think, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, I, we do know from the documentary at least. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, there's not a lot besides, you know, Jimmy's word and i i you know the circumstantial job. kind of i mean he confessed multiple times so it's maybe larry is just like completely you know he's got a screw loose right because he he confessed and recanted i don't know two or three times which is like who does that yeah and who i guess you're that? right there's no like hard evidence yeah i mean i guess without well, a body be, or dna evidence air. Yeah, like he'll be yeah. in the area, but but where like girls will disappear. This happened like you know more than once. Um, uh, but the other stuff is just him, you know, saying stuff and like you know if he's that's it's like okay, it, it makes it sort of it's sort of there's something that I don't know doesn't like add up a little bit. Okay, so either he's smart or you imagine he's smart or he's dumb. Um, so if he's smart, um, he gets away with all these murders, but he's like confessing and going back to going back on it um or if he's dumb i don't you know maybe then then he's suggestible but then i don't see how he kills dozens of people and you know doesn't leave any behind any evidence so it, it seems it seems not to add up like either way it, it is i mean i would like to like sort of read more like it maybe it's maybe he is just like smart and he's self-destructive and like likes the thrill of like confessing and then recanting and all that you know that's one explanation but yeah i don't know it's still it's still just something about it all doesn't what add it, up. how long is his sentence I don't know. He's a life sentence. Oh, it's a life sentence. I think it's a life sentence, and they don't have any hard evidence. That's kind of well. He was it was a kidnapper. They got him for uh. Let's see, what did they actually get him for? I mean, uh, yeah, just crazy that they got him for that. When I mean, I'm I, I'm pretty much sold that he did it. But there's no like a life sentence for something with no hard, foolproof evidence, no witnesses, no DNA, no fingerprints, no surveillance, just like multiple could i mean i guess like in in the show they did something where they found the clothes right like they found these clothes um folded up in a certain way and then he larry describes yeah. how he folded the clothes to jimmy and jimmy tells the fbi agents exactly how the clothes were folded and only the person who folded the clothes could have known that and therefore they infer that oh this must have been larry and that was enough at least like that was the plot line in the in the show which maybe not happened in real life yeah and like and who that knows, was like, kind of like you know. like and, and, and who knows because 
they probably talked about a lot of stuff. And so, you know, he could have given them like a hundred details and like one of them happened to be true. Right. And then the FBI is like, oh, that's the thing that was true. They folded his clothes. It's like hacking hacking for, uh, for, for, yeah, uh, hacking for a murder confession. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not that like he could have, you know, he folded her clothes. He he could have told them he always says stuff that's not true too. Right. Like all the stuff he says, that's not true. And sometimes he says things that are true. And when he says things that are true, like only the killer would have done that. Yeah. (laughs) Only the killer would have talked about putting a, you know, folding a t shirt and putting it on top of a pair of jeans you know, <laughs> case closed yeah. uh yeah that's possible yeah because he talked a lot of shit he told a lot of random stories you don't know what's real um yeah i don't know that's yeah i guess it's complicated right like the show made it seem like open and shut they but they had to right because they had a, a show they had like a beginning and end they had to you know they had a tight six episodes good show yeah i i, I enjoyed it i recommend it but like uh yeah there were there were some some glaring you know, especially if you compare the series to real life and other things, there's you know, some some complexities there. But I don't know. I think any show nowadays that's like produced in the current year that doesn't have like doesn't hit you over the head with any kind of like political correctness or any of like certain ideology or anything is just like, you know, like this show, this exact same show could have been made in like 1999. No details changed whatsoever. And it would have been like you wouldn't know the difference, right? Like that is nice that there's no sort of current year politics like injected into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides the fact that they made up, I mean, they just made, they took a guy who was white and made him who was black. I mean, they I just, think they, they no would have done that in 99 too. They would have oh, introduced, yeah. you know, they would have changed some. Yeah. I think, I think that's, you know, it's possible. They would have mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. I mean, the hot, yeah. You see hot women. Yeah, fine. Yeah, there would have been no female woman. characters if not for that <laughs> FBI agent, right? There would have been, true. there would have been none. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a, a whole lot of uh, yeah. It says like it says life in prison. I think it's one of those. It's like Al Capone, where they give him like the maximum sentence possible because you know they think he he killed all those. Yeah, he's probably guilty. I mean, he was. I think the fact that he was pulled over all these situations, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, 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 just a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, the truth is somewhere in between. He had a few of the. He killed one or two, and then like he confesses to like forty. I, I don't know if there's any evidence he's really a. Uh, you know, like it's harder to say whether he's actually a serial killer who killed, you know, dozens of people. Uh, like we're supposed to think, you know, might have happened. But whatever, he's he's in jail for that. I agree. We should let him free. He's a good should guy. He's free. a good dude. Go. Did you yeah. ever watch Making a Murderer? <laughs> Apparently, that was completely BS. Like the the guy was clearly was guilty, some. and they made this Netflix documentary that like ten years ago was like the biggest thing on Netflix, and they just like left out like all this stuff. And yeah, these people wanted to free this guy. I, I know what you're talking about. I never got into that, but uh, I don't yeah. know. I think like Netflix just produces so much content and I'm just like generally s- skeptical. I don't know. I've never really, I, I guess Ozark was okay, but I don't know. I've not been impressed with Netflix. Um, um, Apple TV so far, everything I've seen has been pretty good. Yeah, so. that's true. They only, pre- they have like Netflix has like a million shows and like none of them are good. And then I've been watching Apple TV and I've just been turning on like just the, the stuff they promote. They only promote a few things like uh, uh, Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I haven't seen it, but I hear good things. It, it, it's, it's polarizing among people I talk to, but I, I really, I like it. Um, Ted Lasso, uh, Blackbird. Uh, what else have I been watching? On, I know you uh, don't TV? like Severance, but I, I like Severance. Uh, I thought it was well executed, good show. Um, what else have I seen on Apple TV? Yeah, there's been. Uh, oh, Pachinko was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the whole like the whole series, but the, the episodes I've seen have been pretty good. Uh, I think there's one other. 
Yeah, yeah. just yeah. I mean, like I don't know That's how many funny. shows they they've Google, actually produced. I just googled Apple TV, and the four things that pop up in like the Google card is like Severance, Blackbird, Ted Lasso, Apachinko. So they they have yeah, a very yeah. small. They try to go for a high quality. Yeah, uh, so it's almost like um, sort of reminds me of, of of HBO, right? Where they have like a relatively small pool of shows at any given moment, but they. Oh, they have another well one done. called uh, Tehran, which I watch like uh, one or two. Uh, Therefore, yeah, you know, these are sometimes they're just taken foreign shows. This is an Israeli show. Uh, ah, I watched right. a few episodes. It's okay. It didn't. It didn't grab me. Uh, okay. For all mankind, yeah. maybe we should try. We should try these. For all, there's one called Surface. So yeah, there's only like eight. Like there's only like ten that they keep promoting again and again. Um, That's I don't know. Fine. Lasso's, yeah. I don't think yeah. the shrink next door. What is this? Is this any good? Inspired by the true story of Martis, Marty and the therapist who turned his life around, they took it over. When he first met Dr. Ike, Mike just wants to get better at boundaries. 30 years later, he learned to talk about them. Mm, I don't know. I also Seems think stupid. that the, the strategy that they're doing on Apple is like they're literally, they're actually only releasing one episode a week. Yeah. Right? They so that. they don't have the, uh, the binge strategy. Where like Netflix will like dump thirteen or twenty or whatever episodes at once, and you watch it. You know, some people watch it over a weekend, and it's sort of a flash in the pan. And I think this is another reason why, like Netflix, their shows are not like that well respected or considered very prestigious, is because like they first they have too much content, and second, like I think the binge strategy just doesn't like it doesn't have cultural staying power, right? Like the only real Netflix oh. show I think that had it was House of Cards, but that was you know that was like. Com- if you compare that to like the number of shows they've produced to have only one or two shows that have like any cultural relevance is kind of crazy. Um, uh, so let me see what there was a, um, you know what I recently saw Netflix and this, so this one, they are really, they're not dumping at all, but there's still episodes to come out. There was one on the fundamentalist Mormons. There's a documentary. Um, keep okay. sweet, pray and obey. It, it's mesmerizing. There's four episodes so far. I think there's supposed to be more, but you start watching that. I think I've mentioned it to you and then maybe, maybe we can, Maybe maybe we could talk about it. It's it's very. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing anthropological study. Um, the Comey rule. What is that? Lily Hammer. I watched that. That wasn't really that good. Uh, Lily. Yeah, Hammer. you're right. There aren't a lot yeah, of great um, Narco, Narcos is from Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, but even that seemed like a flash in the pan. Where like I remember a little while people talked about it, but then it just kind of slowly went away. I mean. Yeah, there's not much much from Netflix. Like, you know, there's 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 a few shows, but they've produced like I don't know. I mean, how many shows have Netflix? You know, over the last ten years now, since so it was ten years ago, I think roughly that House of Cards launched, and they got into well, this Peaky, business of original Peaky content. Blinders, people people watch Peaky Blinders, Babylon okay. Berlin. I mean, that's a foreign show. Ozarks, you mentioned Ozarks. Uh, that's yeah, right? Ozark was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean. Yeah, I don't know if I'm being unfair or not. They've had a few. So, Jupiter's Legacy, what's that? That seems to be a big thing on Netflix. Superhero television series. Uh, Anyways, okay. I think we're we're just talking about it. Yeah, we're just riffing now. We don't have, yeah. So, so anyway, like, yeah, I thought it was a good show. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like what else Apple TV does. you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, so far been impressed. Yeah, and let's, and yeah, and let's, let's. Uh, I guess if we're searching around for stuff to do uh, from now on, I think probably Apple TV is you know where we should start since the. the average oh, by the way, have is, you have you subscribed to anything from the Daily Wire? So like, it, like there seem to be like getting more and more into original content. I don't think I'll subscribe until they produce a good TV show, which I don't think they have. Wait, they're, they're doing uh, like a, they're doing like a Netflix thing, the Daily Wire. Th- they have a bunch of movies. 
Um, I don't know about a bunch, yeah. but they have a few. The gender, right? the gender thing, right? Uh, but they also have like horror movies. They have they they've produced like I don't know. I want to say like four or five movies. I haven't watched any of yes. them, but um, yeah. At some point, I, I'd be curious to look like if they if they like start producing more interesting content, and yeah. you know, I'd be curious to hear from other people because I actually haven't met anyone who subscribes to them. But they, I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores for some of their movies, and they're actually pretty good. So. Yeah, well, at some point, uh, the audience is people. So, is it like a yeah, subs- selected audience? Service? Is it a streaming? It's service a streaming service. Like- yeah, it's basically like Apple TV, I think, or Netflix, or just like one of these like um, exclusive platforms where you pay a monthly fee and you have access to whatever they're producing, right? Like Matt Walsh with, has his documentary with, on there. It comes um, with like Ben Shapiro, like shows and stuff like that. Like you, you get their stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't get it for that. I would just get it for the uh, you know for the for the TV <laughs> shows and movies, but. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, 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 yeah. At some point, you know, I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear, like, if anyone else has um, experience with Daily Wire. Do they like their experience with it? Do they like the shows? Any recommendations from there? Because they're, you know, like it'd be interesting. I think to to because apparently they're not actually trying to push any kind of like political bent. It's not trying to be conservative. They're just oh. trying to create interesting oh, okay. stuff. Okay, so you do get so, the, you do get all the political. You get you get a Jordan Peterson show. You get Prager You you Daily. get Michael Knowles, Shapiro, Candace Owens. So you get that, but then you also get yeah, uh, you they get have mo- like you get uh, movies. movies, right? Where is entertainment? So they have yeah, Shut In yeah. the hype. Purion's superhero yeah. comedy. It's stuff that will hopefully be free of gender. Oh, they do have. Um, oh, these are documentaries. I see. The Enemy Within. Oh, Fa- Fauci Unmasked. <laughs> you might like that one, Richard. Unmasked. It, it, well, it seems like it uh, seems like the, the main draw is the the main draw does seem to be the politics because that's up in front. It's not like uh, yeah. Creative equal. Well, there's one in Clarence Thomas. So even the even the movies are like you know right wing stuff. So there's Claire, There's one in Clarence Thomas in his own words. I might watch. I might be interested in watching Clarence Thomas, uh, you know, documentary. Uh, Shut um, in. And you got Andrew Carolla, China, the enemy within. <laughs> Who, who's this by? If, uh, look at this. Look at this one. China, the enemy within. Episode one, Fauci. Episode two, Biden. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's like about no. China. Like every episode is like a, a Democrat. It's like three education, four the NBA, five Hollywood. The enemy. Yeah, watch. Okay, I see. Oh yeah, Michael Knowles, all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mostly curious about the the movies though, in particular. Yeah, I but yeah, not some of them curious enough look, yet. Yeah. Some oh yeah. Of them okay, I see the documentary. Yeah, some of them do not look political. Some of them just look like real movies. Um, the Greatest Lie, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM. Oh, I'm sh- okay. Uh, you know, I, this, I'm actually I'm interested in this. Mo- I mean, if you could, like, I'm not a big Ben Shapiro fan, but I would like a conservative sort of version of Netflix. Um, it would play, if they did something like this, that could be that could be interesting. I think people underestimate, you know, what's possible. Yeah, um, I think this movie Shut In looks interesting. A young mother barricaded in a side of pantry. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe not. Uh, okay, I think I'm. I'm still waiting. I'll. I'll still. I'll. I'll hold. Yeah, on yeah. They've now. only got like four movies besides the political. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, right? They don't have uh, <laughs> the enemy with it. It's all, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all so, exhausted. It looks great. Yeah. So, when did this start? How long has this been going on? I think like at least a year. I think I heard about it a year ago. Um. Yeah, but I, you know, they, they, nothing has really like caught my attention to the point where I'd be. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, why not? Like, I'm already giving whatever Apple and whatever other streaming. Yeah, thirteen a month, so. eight eight a month. You, wait, with, you I, could wait. join with you joined with Code Woman. 
Wait, how much is it? It's uh, twelve dollars. It's either twelve or twenty dollars a month. But if you join with code woman, you get it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, eighteen. Oh, right. You get to thirteen or eight. Uh, code see. woman. So that the all access gets you live streams. You get to join live chats with Ben Shapiro. So I think mm. I think the um, yeah I think the the extra one is just you get to you get live chats with Ben Shapiro. And the the basic one is eight eight dollars a month with you know promo code woman. Um, all right. The uh, eight bucks a month. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. I guess. I mean, well, the thing is, like, they have such a uh, uh, an absence of content at the moment of like you know the kind of stuff that I'd want to watch. That um. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it just no, yet. No, it's not worth it. I'm hoping that they'll movies. produce a quality TV show. That's what I'm, you know, they have all these movies and stuff, but if they make like a, a show, right, like just a TV series. But it would have to, it would have to, like it would have to start at a low prestige form. audience, Ben Shapiro fans, and then spread to the wider culture. Like that, that is, that seems to be. Is hard. it low I prestige? Think... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, you're talking, are, are we, are we uh, referencing the, uh, the ranking of your, the, what your audience gave him? <laughs> no, I think, I think in general, like I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think they're. I, think I mean, well, if you compare it to like Fox News viewers, I think he probably has like a slightly higher, like highbrow, because right, like they they talk about like I don't know. I've watched like some stuff by Michael Knowles. They'll talk about like literature and other kinds of stuff. No, too, but right? it's, it's not, not gonna, just it's not going to break the day. Like if the New York Times is talking about something like or the Atlantic, like it can reach conservatives. I mean, I, I think if something starts out on the Ben Shapiro channel, it's like it's like a, you could be a conservative <laughs> professor at Harvard. Um, and like, you know, conservatives will want, you know, to associate with you and they'll give the prestige to Harvard. But like, if there's a, if you're like at, at Hillsdale and like conservatives are all into this guy at Hillsdale, like liberals are not going to start being into that. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so this is like, yeah. this is like Hillsdale, right? This is like a thing that gets really people. Who well, go to Hillsdale you know, excited. you know how that happens, Richard, is if the Daily Wire produces a, an interesting TV show and you and I start talking about it, yes. then that'll no, capture will, the attention of the prestige, like center left liberals. I, I think know, we are we are the bridge for Ben Shapiro. <laughs> we're the bridge. We're the uh, yeah yeah exactly. We're bridging the divides. That's what we do. You know, we bridge the political divides. Um, yeah. All right, Richard. Well, that's, I think it's well, time to wrap yeah, it up. So, if, uh, so okay. So yeah, we will we will keep an eye on the Daily Wire. We'll see if uh, if we'll see if it goes anywhere. And um, yeah, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>